real. The angels are real. And they're here tonight. I want to begin with a word of prayer. Father God, I just thank you for the Holy Spirit tonight. Precious Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Do what only you can do, and that is set the captive free. Open our eyes. Help us to see Jesus Christ by way of your word and by way of your grace. Above all, be glorified in all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. The angels uh, are employed by God to help us. I don't have this in my notes, so the Lord just dropped this on me. The scripture says in Psalms 91, I want to go there right quick. It may take a while, I don't know. I'm just going to let the Holy Ghost have his way. Thousand may fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. That's the covenant promise from a covenant-keeping God. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because he has, he has made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. You know, we're free from sickness and disease. Y'all know that? Sickness and disease, that's not our portion. The Bible says no plague is supposed to come nigh our dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you and keep you in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in thy hands, in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. You know, um, I shared this at the men's breakfast uh, earlier this month, last month. I was driving down Highway 59, February the 23rd, going to, to the hospital to pick up my wife. She had been visiting her mother who was sick in the hospital. And uh, traffic was, it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> And traffic was tight, and uh, my left-hand lane over here, traffic was come to a standstill, but my lane was moving, and I guess I must have been going about 45 miles an hour. I wouldn't speed. <laughs> I was just going 45 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, I felt something hit my car from the rear, just bumped it, kind of violently. And I, I, I never saw the car that did it, but I felt it. And it propelled me forward. And in doing so, I lost control of the car. 
And I mean, I was totally out of control. And uh, before I knew it, I was spinning around in the freeway. And an 18-wheeler came, and he couldn't stop. It wasn't his fault. Came and slammed into the side of my car and tore it up. But I didn't get a scratch on me. Uh, wasn't even sore the next day. You know, a lot of times you're in an accident, they tell you you're going to be sore the next day. I wasn't even sore the next day. But I know that I know that I know that the angels of God bore me up in their hands. I shouldn't be here standing here right here today. I really believe that the devil was trying to take me out. I really believe that I was supposed to preach a funeral the next day in Calvert, and of course I did. I was able to make that funeral. But it's just amazing how God protects us and how the devil is constantly trying to destroy our lives. But we got a covenant-keeping God that has given his angels charge over us. And they will bear us up in their hands. This thing is real that we're in. This is a battle, a war that we're in. And God intends for us to experience his delivering power. And as long as we walk by faith, I believe we'll experience it. I like Pastor Goodluck. He's always talking about how if he's on a plane, that plane ain't going down. You know what I mean? I, I believe in that. I, I believe that when you talk like that, it gives the angels permission to help you. I, I really believe that. And uh, I've learned that from Pastor Goodluck. Speak the word only. No matter what everybody else is saying, no matter, no matter what everybody else is believing, speak the word only. Because it's the word that saves us. And I believe had I been one of those Christians that's always talking about how tragedy, how, how bad things are and how, you know, uh, bad things always happen to me, I believe, guess what, I don't think I'd be here today. I believe I would have died that day. The words of our mouth are so very important. And in, Psalm, in the book of Psalms, that's what the Bible says, that he'll give his angels charge over us when we quote the word on a regular basis. So I just want to encourage you tonight. Maybe that's for somebody. I don't know who it's for. Believe and trust God. He's got your back. He's not going to let anything happen to you before it's your time to go and be with the Lord. Amen? Amen. I just want to share that. I just want to be obedient with the Holy Spirit and, and share that with, with you tonight. When God does something good, we need to let people know. Amen? Amen. Particularly something good like that. <laughs> Save my life. And he's been saving my life ever since I got born again. Yeah, I'll tell it, Lord. Back in 1990, I got saved in 1991. Back in 1990, I was a sinner. I was sitting downstairs in my apartment. 
just watching television, drinking a Budweiser. I was a sinner. I wasn't born again. Okay? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this power came over me, and I couldn't catch my breath, and it was, felt like I was swallowing my tongue. And I thought I was dying. I actually thought I was dying. And I didn't know what to do. Like I said, I was a sinner. But I cried out, and I said, somebody help me. Just like That's all I could say. Somebody help me. And that choking sensation, that strangling sensation started to subside. And I was able to get up and go upstairs, and I went to bed. But when I woke up the next morning... I felt like I had been in a fight. Like I said, I, uh, my body wasn't sore after that accident, but my body was actually sore. And I asked God after I got saved what was going on that night. And he told me, he says, uh, there was a battle for your soul that night. Satan was trying to take you out. He's trying to kill you before you had a chance to get born again. And I, 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 I feel like the Lord wants me to share that tonight with you to let you know how real this thing is. This is a battle we're in. And God wants us to be victorious in that battle. Amen. And uh, he doesn't want us to be afraid of the devil, but he wants us to know that there is war going on in the heavenlies. But we're on the winning side. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1. I had a lesson prepared, but like I say, I, I'm just going to let God be God and let him have his way tonight. Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 3. Scripture says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So the Bible says we've already been blessed with all spiritual blessings. Everything that you need, everything that you will ever need, has already been given to you. God has already empowered us and anointed us and enabled us through Christ to experience his grace and power in our generation. Scripture goes on to say, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated unto us the adoption of children by Jesus Christ unto himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his, of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. So the Bible says we've been accepted by God. You don't have to ever fear being rejected. You don't have to ever fear that God's going, not going to back you up. The Bible says we've been accepted in the beloved. That's, that's a covenant promise from God, that God will always be on our side. 
in whom, the Bible says, in whom we have redemption. Not going to get it. We already got it. A lot of times we're asking God to do things that God has already done. The Bible says, in whom we have redemption. How? Through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Wherein that grace has abounded toward us in our wisdom and prudence. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. Which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times. He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Just receive that tonight. Just receive what God is speaking to you tonight. He's trying to get this in your spirit tonight. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Not going to get it. You've already received an inheritance. That inheritance is received, though, by faith. All the blessings of Abraham have already been given to us through Christ. And that inheritance that the Bible is talking about is already ours. God just wants us to begin to receive it by faith, to reach out by faith and not be denied. All the blessings of God. The Bible says that we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And I like like to put it this way when I preach. Everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to you. If you'll receive it. If you'll believe the healing that you've been believing God for, it's already been bought and paid for. The prosperity and the blessing that you need in your finances has already been provided by the cross. The Bible says we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. I love the book of Ephesians. I don't know about you, but I love it because it it opens our eyes up into all those things that have been given to us. The Bible says we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That means your spirit man has already been perfected. No contamination can get to your spirit man. Your spirit man is already, he's ready to go to heaven. The problem is our soul and our physical body. Those are the only parts of us that have not yet experienced the, re- the full redemption, but that's coming. But I want you to understand something that tonight. That everything that you'll ever need from God has already been deposited on the inside of your reborn spirit. The scripture says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. God is just not putting words together. He means exactly that. We're teaching a series up there in Calvert called How to Strengthen Your Inward Man. We're on the, I think, about the fifth week, right, Cheryl? About the fifth week of that teaching. And uh, the, the people are beginning to realize that the bondage and the things that they're experiencing in their lives has a result of, uh, of Adam's transgression, that they've been redeemed from those things spiritually. 
But they're still, but the struggle that they have is in their mind, their will, and their emotions. And we call that the inward man. The inward man, he can be strengthened, and he's meant to be strengthened, as we feed on truth. A lot of times we, we see Christians who are weak and not experiencing victory, and it's simply because their inward man is, is, is weak. But there are things that we can do to strengthen our inward man. And one of the main things that we can do is pray. And, and we're, we've been talking about, and actually, this week, we're going to go into how to uh, develop a prayer life. I think a prayer life is very important where the believer is concerned. Obviously, y'all know that here at the Ark. But in Calvert, a lot of times, they, they haven't really connected the, the dots yet where that's concerned. That prayer equals power. Prayer equals strength. Without prayer, we will be weak uh, in our inward man. But with prayer, God is able to strengthen our inward man. Amen. Um, the thing I love about Pastor Goodluck is he's a praying man. Uh, before I joined this church, I prayed, but not like that. You know what I mean? This man is up here every morning at 6 o'clock in the morning with others praying and seeking God. And I, I want you to believe, y'all to believe God with me that we will have that same thing in Calvary. That uh, God will raise up that church to be a praying church. And I'm just sharing my heart tonight. I, I, I'm not even going to my notes tonight. I... I but, but we need to be a praying church just like y'all are praying church down here. And I believe God's going to do that. I really believe that. Uh, the inward man, strengthening him, is vital. And we strengthen him through prayer, studying the Word, and acting on the Word. A lot of times we hear the Word but we don't act on the word. We hear that God is a healer. We study it, but we don't really receive it by faith because we don't act on it. Um, the main struggle that I see believers have in that area is they're led by their feelings. get prayed for, hands are laid on us, and a lot, a lot of times because we don't feel anything in our, in our bodies yet, we don't believe we receive. But the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight, not by feelings. That's one of the areas where we're strengthening our inward man when we begin to understand things like that. That everything that, that has been done for the body of Christ, help me, Holy Spirit. That everything that has been done by, uh, for the body of Christ has been done spiritually. And we receive from God spiritually first before it manifests over into our natural, uh, into the natural arena. That's in every area, your, your physical body, 
your finances, everything. It works the same way all the time. So we have to become, uh, we got to get, get in tune with God in the way that he works, in the way that he does things. In, if we're going to experience all these blessings. Like I say, the Bible says we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And all those things are ours. But they don't happen and they don't manifest automatically. Faith has to be involved. What did I leave off at? We were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, verse 14, which is the earnest of our inheritance, which is the, the, the down payment of our inheritance, into the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love unto all, unto all the saints, Cease not to give thanks for you. Now, he's, he's, talking, uh, he's, he's talking to the uh, church at Ephesus. He says, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And this is what he prayed for the people. He didn't pray that God would bless them with natural things. He didn't pray that God would bless them with, you know, with money or this, that, and the other. But he prayed... That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give to them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they would know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. Paul prayed that they would receive divine revelation. Hmm. That their eyes would be open to what was already theirs. And that's what, that's, what, that's what I want to pray tonight. God has done so much. He's done everything. The cross has afforded us everything. Redemption has afforded us everything. The healing, the, the blessings, all of those things have already been given to us. But the, our eyes haven't received it. We haven't received that revelation, and that's what we need. We need to receive revelation of what already belongs to us. And I want to pray that tonight for you. Father, I pray that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding, Father, so that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance is in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe? According to the working of your mighty power, which, Father, you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is come. Father, you placed all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. We receive that tonight in the name of Jesus. In the coming days, believe, as you study the word of God, that God's going to give you fresh revelation. 
The Holy Spirit's going to open your eyes and help you to see things that you have never seen before where the Word of God is concerned. Your deliverance, the things that you have been wanting and asking God for, God's going to begin to reveal to you those things have already been accomplished in Christ. And that the cross of Christ has already delivered those things to us. He wants us to then begin to reach out in, by faith into the spirit world, claim what's ours, and not be denied. And God's going to do it for you. I, I believe that. I believe that that same prayer that Paul prayed for those people centuries ago is relevant to us today. We can receive that same uh, anointing, that same blessing. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Chapter 2. Can we go there? Verse 1. And you hath he quickened. You had he made alive, that's what that word quickened me. You had he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Notice the Bible says you were dead. You're not dead anymore. Hallelujah. You've been made alive in Christ. God expects us to act like it. Amen. He expects us to act like we're alive. That we've been that our sins have been forgiven. One of the things that, that hinders the body of Christ, I believe, is a sin consciousness. We have not realized the power of the blood, the power of the cross, and our union with Christ. We are the branches, and he is the vine. Everything that the vine experiences, the branches should also. Hallelujah. Scripture says we've been raised together with him. Hey. And made to sit together with him in heavenly places. Oh, my God. That's our, that's our position as believers. We are one with him in power. One with him in name. Hallelujah. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. Hallelujah. Jesus wants us to begin to identify with the risen Savior. He wants us to identify with Jesus. Trouble with the, with the church, we identify more with Adam than we do with Jesus. We identify because of, our, because of this sin consciousness that I'm talking about. We still see ourselves in Adam instead of in Christ. When we begin to see ourselves as God sees us, then we'll walk on devils like we're supposed to. Amen. I believe in an in a, in a, in a aggressive gospel. I believe that the Bible says that the violent, they take it by force. We got too many timid Christians. And the reason that they're timid is because they don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know what has been done for them. They have not yet re received that revelation that Jesus Christ has made them victors and conquerors in him. When we begin to see ourselves as God sees us, then we'll begin to receive and walk in those, the power that he wants us to walk in, in the blessings that he wants us to walk in. I'm talking to the Wednesday night crowd. 
A lot of y'all already know what I'm talking about, but God just wants me to remind you of some of these things tonight. He wants you to begin to claim these things, not just read about them, but he wants you to claim these promises and walk in them and refuse to be refused. The devil tells you, no, you tell him, yes, in the name of Jesus. He begins to speak those fiery darts into your mind, those lies into your mind. Reject him and say no. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You can do it. You can do it because Jesus said you could. Don't become weary and faint in your mind, but begin to aggressively claim what's yours. My father wants you to know that tonight, that he's for you and he'll never be against you. Glory to God. And those same angels that helped me on that freeway, they're here tonight. We need to begin to see what God, things the way God sees them, man. There are angels all up in this room. Mighty angels. Glory to God. Father, help us to see. Open our eyes. Help us to see. Help us to see the things that you've already done for us and given to us, Lord. Elisha, Elisha said, they're more with us than with them. Glory to God. They had, they had him surrounded. Y'all remember? They had him surrounded. The Syrian army had him surrounded. <laughs> and Elisha told, told God, Lord, open to my servant's eyes so that they can see. Hallelujah. Lord, open the eyes of the ark tonight so we can see. <laughs> so we can see that, you, that, that, that the odds are stacked in our favor. Hallelujah. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to fear. He's going to meet that need. He's going to pay that mortgage. He's going to heal that body. He's going he's to pay them student loans off. Hallelujah. We serve a mighty God. <laughs> I ain't preaching none of my notes tonight. I tell you, God is good. God is good. And I'm going to close in prayer. And I want to thank God for Pastor Goodluck. I love that man. I mean, that's a good man. You know what I mean? Just a good man. You know, so down to earth. He's a good man. Lord, I just thank you for Pastor. I know, Lord, when you're bringing him back home, and I know, Lord, he's going to be full of the Holy Ghost when he comes. Word in season for the weary, Lord. Bless him, Lord. Continue to strengthen his ministry and bless his ministry. Bless his family and all that concerns him, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. I want you to stand to your feet. Those dreams and those visions and things that God has put in your heart. 
Some of y'all got great ministries on the inside of you. God haven't forgot about it. He's the one that deposited them there. He's the one that put them there. He's all for you. But he wants you to begin to claim those things. Fresh and anew. Dust off that vision. Hallelujah. Claim that promise. God wants you to experience your destiny. The devil has told you that it's not possible, but the devil is a liar. God just wants you to receive his, his voice tonight. Believe his word. Believe the truth. Father, we thank you for your truth. Lift your hands to him tonight. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for grace. Grace and more grace to walk in the promises of God. We thank you for all your, your help, your angelic help, all the things that you have done for us, Lord. And for those, Lord God, who don't have a vision, get them pregnant with a vision tonight. Show them, Lord God, that there are things that you have for them. Their future is bright and that you love them so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Fruitfulness and prosperity. That's your portion. Walk out of here believing it. Walk out of here receiving it. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. You're dismissed.